Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns, and enjoy this shit show. Once again, it is me, Rooster, here with Crow. Ooh, oh, bing bong. <laughs> and another episode of our Bread and Circuses podcast. I have to admit that in going back and listening to these podcasts, I say with my nasally congestion here, that I am jealous of your radio voice. I listen to this and I think, Crow does have a much better voice than I do. <laughs> it, it definitely comes and goes. Uh, I'll, get, I'll get really nasally and lip smacky. Yeah, but mine always just goes, so that's why that's why I'm jealous. Um, all right, I I saw something today that I know you're going to have a reaction to, and we've stayed away from this subject for lots of reasons. But um, I saw a T-shirt that said, uh, "I'm trans, fuck you," <laughs> and I thought, is that really is that this is the kind of rhetoric we've got now. It's it's this immediate sort of angry thing. I mean, put anything else on there. I'm black. Fuck you. I'm Hispanic. Fuck you. You know, you know what would make that legitimately funny? What? If I wore that. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say this, but I ordered two of them for you. <laughs> Home and away colors. <laughs> you know, so you can wear one lounging around the and, house. And I'll, I'll, I'll get the one for you that says, I'm black. Fuck you. I no, it should say one. I identify as black. Okay. So, I, seriously though, come on. It, really, this is where we are. This is the kind of discourse people want to have. I I get that there's all kind of psychology behind that about, you know, the way people have been treated or whatever. But does that really further anything? I don't want to be idyllic and do the turn the other cheek thing and stuff. But if that's your opening interaction with people, you know... Well, and if you feel free to, to wear a shirt like that in society today, doesn't that tell you that probably you're not going to get much of a reaction? Because if you if you really were concerned that society didn't accept that, and wearing a shirt like that would be inviting getting an ass whooping, like let's say in the 40s or the 50s or the 60s or whatever. Um, and to know that you can get away with wearing that at this point kind of means that, yeah, it's a lot better than you're fucking portraying it for yourself. Yeah. society today i think i think somebody should have like a trump t-shirt that has um a picture of that shirt on it and says trump because this yeah. you know i mean not well, that i'm blaming it on trans people funny, it's like yeah. everybody's got their issue you, you, think about it this way what if you just what if your interaction with new people you met wasn't to shake their hand and be like hi nice to meet you it was to just spit on their shoes well, did you walk up and go you know, <laughs> I'm gonna try it. I'll let you know. We'll we'll work that little social experiment, and I'll and I'll let you know. You'll see how many black eyes I have. If I have one or two. Uh, but talking about the the Trump shirt, uh, if I would not wear a shirt that said I voted Trump, fuck you. 
<laughs> I would be worried about what would happen if I'd get like a brick to the back of the skull or all my tires or a bike up, lock or a bike lock to the top of the skull or 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 they somebody get maced? or I'd pull up in my car and go into a store and someone would see that and they'd run out and like you know key my car or slash my tires. I'm serious. I wouldn't wear a shirt like that even though I think it's funny. Um um I wouldn't wear that because I know it's inviting trouble. Isn't that funny though? So so people say, oh, you're you're in a patriarchy. White America trumps America, and you know, uh, you know, Nazis feel free to to walk to walk the earth and spout their racist bullshit. And I'm like, what? No, that's that's like that's a fake fantasy straw man world you're you're commenting on. It's not happening. I can't go out there and wear even just a shirt that says MAGA, Make America Great Again, without thinking someone's gonna fucking hit me in the back of the head. Well, you know that woman who got maced at that uh, Berkeley thing. Yeah. For wearing the MAGA hat. Did you see what her hat actually said? Uh, make Bitcoin great again. Make Bitcoin yes. great again. She got, so all she had to do was... Well, and then there was the woman, there was another woman that went out and wanted to confront a crowd. She was inside. She got inside safely from the crowd, but she decided, you know what, I'm going to go out there. And then she started saying, what's your problem? And they started throwing eggs on her and, you know, and she had to rush back in. Um, but you feel, le- it's so weird that you feel less safe talking, like expressing your conservative or Republican or right-wing politics than any progressive liberal trans or anybody feels about expressing there. And don't give me this shit. If you go to a town in Arkansas, they're going to drag you behind a, 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 a car and kill you. It's like, no, fucking no. Sorry. This is, that, it's, a, it's a fucking myth at this point in today's it's, day and age. Look, it'll happen. It's just nowhere near what it, what it used to be. Anybody who wants to argue... That we're not better off than we were seventy years ago in the nineteen fifties and sixties is is a fool. I'm I'm not even going to say better off that that we're more accepting. I don't know if that's yeah, necessarily that's, that's better I mean. off. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily better off. <laughs> okay, old man crow. That's right. No, I the idea that um, that race relations are worse than they've ever been and all that. I, I don't know. Well, their their race relations are in a downswing. But, well, yeah, but I mean, not worse than they've ever. But been. walking around as as a as a minority or as a woman or as a trans or as gay today in most areas, most urban, especially urban areas, if you're in a city, um, you, you don't have to worry. I mean, yeah, you might go out the country and get some, you know, some raised eyebrows, or you or you might go to some. I mean, I can't even I can't even think of a place. I go to South Dakota. I go to, you know, the bread. The what is it, breadbasket of America? I yeah, it's like f- Kansas, Nebraska. A few of those places, and where you know it's very rural. It's all farmland, and um, you go to a to one of their restaurants, and you still you see a waiter or a waitress with gauges in their ears and purple hair, mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's. People say, "Well, we're free. They'll treat you like a freak." Well, you want the you want to be treated like a freak, and they don't treat you like a freak. They just ignore you. Which isn't that good? No, because it's it's not it's not tolerance we want. It's not acceptance we want. It's celebration. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Yeah, it is celebration. It's like, I, so. well, look, be who you are. I don't care. I don't care who you want to think you are and what what you want to be called. It it doesn't bother me. Just don't tell me I have to alter reality because of it. Yeah, you know. I mean. And and allow allow and and, and be ha- be content with with tolerance and acceptance. Don't don't demand celebration of it. That's all. I don't demand um I don't man- demand women celebrate manhood. 
I don't demand black people celebrate whiteness. Um, but be tolerant of it, at least, the very least. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, just be you. I mean, why do you, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> why? What's the, yeah, I'm going to try that at business meetings. You know, I'm so-and-so, fuck you. <laughs> just have people be like, what? Welcome to Trump's America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because because Trump. <laughs> you know, uh, we've talked about this before. I mean, the guy certainly doesn't help the rhetoric. But you know what I do think is funny about this, though? And I mean, I don't want to get into Trump, but um, but this whole thing about everybody said, hey, he can't deal with North Korea like he was. He can't deal with China like he was. He can't deal with Syria like he was. He can't do all this stuff. And he's doing it. And some of it's working. Yeah, he's uh, he's... He's doing foreign policy like a boss. Yeah. And uh, and he's completely going against um, conventional wisdom. and But that's exactly what everything about his presidency and his election has been, going against conventional wisdom. So I heard a criticism of him from a conservative pundit who, it escapes me now, who it was. Um, wasn't like Krauthammer or um, what's it, David Brooks, him. Uh but they were talking about the difference between Trump and Reagan in the sense that they didn't like the comparison to Trump and Reagan. It offended them because a big Reaganite said, you know, Reagan did everything with like a quiet confidence. And Trump does it with just this, you know, egotistical bravado and he's an uncouth SOB and all of that may be true. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily disagree, but I'm, can we get, into the substance over style thing. I mean, I don't like the way the guy goes about his business. I wish he wasn't tweeting the stuff he tweets. But if he's, if we're actually at a point where, where North Korea is talking about denuclearizing, isn't that a good thing? And isn't it a good thing even if the jackass that you can't stand did it? You know? Well, also China. China, um, they blinked. Yeah, they did. With, Big with the trade war. And all right, all right. So, okay, maybe these tariffs are a little high. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, they, but they're not going to admit that. And I, I kind of, look, Trump, Trump is not just an I, me kind of guy. If you look at the speeches he gives and the, and the rally, basically the, the, the rallies of the people that love Someone him. Someone wrote those for him, Crow. Well, but he connects with his audience. And connects with the with the voters because they feel like he actually cares about them and that he's a a, um, a person. Even though he's he's got this massive ego and everybody knows it, but they still feel that he cares. Um, he's a racist pussy grabber. <laughs> you're starting. You're trying to get me going. It ain't gonna work. Not today, Satan. Um, well, get thee behind me. <laughs> no, my my point is, if you listen to an Obama speech, it's he all fucked a it's, porn star. <laughs> It's all me, I, I, me, me, I, I, me. I killed Bin Laden. I, me, I. That was that was Obama's speeches. Um, if you listen to, to um, Trump, he's he's talking about we and 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 it, maybe it's because he got coached to do that, or he, he saw an Obama. But, but he says he's got really big hands. Yeah. He hasn't taken a lot of credit for what's been going on foreign policy wise. He says he's a scratch golfer. <laughs> you, you know what? It's a it's a good thing we got eight feet between us here. In this studio, because uh, I think I might launch. Because I'd have to hurt you. I might launch over the table. I'd have to hurt you. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's take a poll. A porn star. Who would win? He had sex with a porn star. All right. Do you know what porn stars do for a living? They have sex with people. So they're like they're like paid. They're like prostitutes. Yeah. They're like, well, 
why the hell did I vote for Trump then? <laughs> what was I thinking? You know, he paid her not to talk. Well, this changes everything. It does. This yeah. changes everything. What you know, he's he's having sex with a porn star because, you know, he's making up for something. Well, yeah, he's got little hands. <laughs> I Did you see that interview with her on, uh, Storm, on Stormy Minutes? Daniels. Is that her name? I don't know. I've never seen her stuff. Stormy Winters. Stormy Daniels. I can't Stormy remember. Daniels. Yeah. She said... Uh, I didn't see the interview, no. It, it was really interesting. She said... Uh, I saw most of it. But she said... Um, they asked her, did you want to have sex with them? She goes, no. And then she paused and goes, but I'm not a victim. And I'm just like, all of this is just sounding so terrible. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to have sex with him, but I'm up in his hotel room hitting him on the ass with a roll-up magazine telling him he's a bad boy. Yeah. You know, she said, she admitted, she goes, oh, you know, you talk like that all the time, you need to be spanked. And then he, she says he shows him her ass and she spanks him. And then next thing you know, they're having sex. She goes, but I didn't want to. How pathetic does that make her sound? Yeah. You know? <coughs> Whore. <laughs> <laughs> um, Disavow. Uh, did you did you see the uh, Comey interview? No, Speaking of, I'm of, so of over that guy. Interviews. I'm over that guy. I love how it used to be. What I don't know how many months, six months, eight months ago. I mean, there was there was time when everybody hated him, or, or different de- depending on what was going on. The Democrats hated him, the Republicans hated him. But he, uh, everybody was talking about at one point what a stand up guy he was, and you know he had all kinds of um, well, everybody on one side. Well, even no, no, no. Even the establishment Republicans were saying that that no, he's really he's a stand-up guy. He's, no, my he, point is, on one side they were, and the other side they weren't, and then oh, at certain times, then yes. it flipped. But but they were both kind of at, at certain points saying that that he's a he's a, a, a paragon of virtue. He's a stand-up guy. He's he's a you know he's a no nonsense, and he's not partisan, and that's what's good. And it, it's blown out of the water. The guy's a fucking joke, and uh, I fuck I, I, nobody can stand him. Not even Democrats can stand him. And you know one of the reasons they can't stand him is because he couldn't he couldn't get the job done. You know he he couldn't deliver what they thought he was supposed to deliver, which was you know the smoking gun and and impeachment for Trump. And since he couldn't deliver, and he looks so fucking bad trying to explain why he couldn't, that that they're disappointed and they're like, well, this guy's a fucking joke. Well, he is, but for different reasons than you think. Yeah. So God, he's oh, we won't hear about him in a month. Well, I think it's... He's a pathetic fucking turd. I think it's funny that, you know, Maxine Waters, when he came out and said, here are my reasons for opening this investigation again, she's like, all I know is the, the you know, the FBI director has no credibility whatsoever, and she storms off. But, you know, before that, when it looked like he was going to go after Trump, oh, he's a paragon of virtue. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know, I, I can't stand these politicians, but... There's a couple guys who have a local radio show here. We're talking about Comey this morning, and they said, um, nobody in Washington likes the guy. He took us $2 million bucks for, for writing his book. He's done his interviews. A month from now, we will never hear from him again. He's going to retire with his money and his decent pension from the FBI, and he's going to go live his life good for him. Did he really? Was it? Did he get in, was that legitimate? A $2 million That's advance? what they said. They said he got a $2 million advance in the book. Oh. So the $2 million bucks plus royalties. I'd be lying if I said I knew how that worked. Um, but it's not nothing. <laughs> it's not nothing. Well, the IRS is going to take 51% of his money because that's what those fucking crooks do. I didn't say that, did I? <laughs> in, case, uh, in case anyone from the IRS is listening, you're wonderful people who do a great job at what you do. Uh, by the way, unrelated, do you know today is National Opposite Day? 
Yeah. So no, it's, he got like two million bucks for that, and it just it was insane. But I, I'm just you know like what we started out with. I'm getting tired of this whole, you know, be what you want to be, but why do you automatically assume that I have a problem with it and I have to fuck off? You know, it's just it's stupid. So yeah, well, I mean, you can't joke about anything anymore. You can't be ironic about anything anymore because that nobody can get nobody can get that. Um, any kind of dry humor at all either, you know, or it's self, self-deprecating humor. Because if, if, uh, if you say ironically that you're something like, I'm an alt-right Nazi, they'll all of a sudden, did you hear him? He is a fucking self-admitted Nazi. Yeah. And it'll be a clip. It'll be a clip somewhere. <laughs> I'm an alt-right Nazi. <laughs> it's almost like you know, somebody said years ago, and I remember thinking this is one of the greatest pieces of wisdom I've heard in in a long time, that the internet needs a sarcasm font. I think now when you say things, I, stuff ironically, you guys are saying the worst like this. <laughs> that's kind of, that's why I do it. <laughs> outright Nancy. Because you don't want, like, yeah. out of context clips of you. I think <laughs> women should be barefoot and pregnant. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Someone will play that back and be like, oh, he was he was mocking women. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell by the tone of his voice. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think it's stupid. But... Um, did you see the thing that happened with um, Barbara Bush passed away yeah. a couple days ago? There's a writer for uh, Colbert who came out. I, th- I might be getting two people confused here, but somebody came out and tweeted. There was a writer from uh, You're thinking Colbert's. about a professor that tweeted um, and just the most hateful, vile shit about no, her? No, okay. no, no. This, that's why I'm saying I'm trying to be careful. Okay. There, I think it was a writer for Colbert who came out and said uh, – Something about, you know, Barbara Bush died at 92. She's looked like 92 for 30 years or something like that. Oh, yeah, I like didn't that. know this. No, I didn't know that. No, and, you know, it, we talked about this last time, about people being offended and going after people over stuff. Um, you can't, like you were saying, you can't say anything anymore that might offend somebody. And I, I alluded to this before I saw this uh, Jim Norton video where he's debating with this feminist and uh, she was talking about the rape culture and you can't make jokes about rape. And he was saying, look, you need to be able to joke about stuff. And she made a point that I thought was good. She said, can't you understand that making a joke about rape would bother someone who's been raped? And he said, yes, I can understand that. She goes, so I don't think she'd be able to make that joke. And he goes, what are we going to joke about? What are we ever going to joke about? From my end... And I see people say, well, you know, rape jokes aren't funny. Well, that's an opinion. We can all agree rape's a terrible thing. I mean, it's an awful thing to have. But there are lots of awful things in the world we can... People make Hitler jokes. People make Stalin jokes. I mean... Yeah, but, I mean, some of those... Some jokes are done just to shock. Yeah, but Jim Norton's funny. Yeah, he actually... You gotta watch that video, because he makes some... I mean, like, off the cuff, takes some of those things and goes, well, here's a funny example. And the guy who's doing the the mediation between the two of them, he's like, he goes, I got to admit, that was pretty good. And he's a comedian, too. I can't remember his name. Um, he has a show on HBO where he uh, he's, a, he's a black comedian. And he goes out, and he, he had a thing where he went out with uh, the Klan to a cross illumination ceremony. You know, and he was like, geez, they seem like normal people, but they're the fucking clan. You know, yeah. I'm a little worried that I'm going to get. And he said, you know, most of them are there with their hoods off and just talking to them. Yeah. And, 
And they said, no, it's not about race. We just want to, they were celebrating white culture or whatever. I don't want to get into that right now. But the point about Jim's thing was, he goes, you have to be able to push the envelope. And she said, yeah, but I can, I can give you shit about that and, and, you know, call you a Voice my displeasure. Yeah. Yeah. But the point where you go after people, you know, like their funding and, you know, you don't, you want to get them so they can't do college shows and. You want to ruin their life. Yeah. You want to ruin their life over it. I remember hearing Daniel Tosh, who I don't particularly care for, but I have to admit the guy's funny. Yeah. He does. I, I watch Tosh.0 and his jokes, they make it old and repetitive, but he does some really funny stuff. He's one of those comedians, like to me, has a lot of jokes that bomb but a lot that are just brilliant. And he strikes me as somebody who's just, I'm just trying them all and see what happens. He's done a few abortion jokes and I don't think they're good. And I don't think they're funny. And I don't want to say they offended me. They didn't, but I mean, he told them and I'm just like, dude, that ain't cool. But I never for one second thought I'm going to have to do something. I need to about ruin this. his life. I need to go after him. I just went, yeah, it's not a good joke. I need to make sure that he never is, has a platform to say anything like this again. That's what I need to do. Right? Yeah, because never thought that way. I guess I don't have that that big of a fucking ego to thinking that well, the world's got to conform to me. I had a friend that uh, worked many many years in a prison, and uh, and it was it was a it was a, a maximum security prison, and he dealt with personally and saw personally a lot of just bad people. Uh, as Trump would say, bad hombres. In a ma- in a maximum security prison. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, he. What are uh, the chances? He he taught art. He was an artist. Taught art like an art class. So they brought him in and. Not he, a guy named Art. Just. Not just art, but art class. Um, but he there was a lot of bad people, I and mean, there the ones that were particularly bad were the child molesters, and uh, and he, he he really hated them, but he had to do his job, and uh, he keep. Tell me stories about these guys and about how the other prisoners hated him and they had to keep him segregated and all that. But he he wanted to hurt them and kill them as just as bad as all the other prisoners. And but the only kind of one of the ways he dealt with it is he'd make um, mol- child molestation jokes, dark jokes about it. Like so, he'd say something about a, a molester and make a joke out of it. Um, and you know, most people that have kids or whatever, they wouldn't find that funny. But it was almost a way for him just to deal with his anger. Mm-hmm. At that situation, so I mean, who knows? You can't you can't judge somebody just based on that kind of on on a joke like that because I think it kind of helped him to that dark gallows humor is what they call it. It kind of helps you deal with kind of you know that kind of painful emotions or anger or rage or whatever. So well, and why do you want to invest so much damn time to go after one person over something? You know, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't get it. I mean, I think Tosh's joke was. I can't even remember what the full joke was, but the punchline was, hey, good thing my girlfriend's pro-choice, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And I was like, yeah, that joke didn't really do it for nope. me. But I also remember him doing a joke one time when iPads first came out, was that seven or eight years ago? And, you know, Apple's sending them all out to these places, and because he was a, a TV show with a writing group, he said, uh, yeah, we took it out to see what it could do. And he had his writers at this big table, and he steps up on the table with the iPad, like, propped up, and he, he has a golf club, and he, he swings and hits it. It just breaks, and it goes all over the place. And he goes, can't fix your fucking golf swing. <laughs> and then he, under his breath, goes, we never even turned it on. Take that, geeks. Because you know, everybody was clamoring to get the iPads. 
It was like that video when the guy goes and gets a new iPhone. There's a whole line of people outside the store, and he takes it and smashes it on the ground. People are like, oh, my God. Well, that's offensive. He shouldn't have a job, and he should never be able to do that again. So let's go. Yeah, let's get him. He's laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. yeah I, so, but anyway, back to this Barbara Bush thing. So this person makes that joke on Twitter. And there have been people saying, you know what? She should lose her job for that. People on the right saying, you can't go after Barbara Bush, you know, this iconic figure. And I tend to disagree with them, though I found that joke to be pretty tasteless. Well, I say joke. It was meant as a joke. It wasn't funny. Um, Not because it was making fun of Barbara Bush and that bothers me. It just wasn't funny. You know, it wasn't wasn't a good joke. No, there was. But people say she should lose her job. And I'm like, who cares? God, what people well, say stupid shit. Yeah. Well, that professor that I was talking about, she said some pretty vile. I wasn't even joking. It was just, I hate the bushes and I hope they're hurting and, uh, you know, I can't wait till the rest of them die, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and she also said, well, you know, I can say whatever I want. I'm tenured and I make, you know, this, you know, she was just a piece of shit. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not rallying, rallying my friends and family to get an outrage mob to get her fired. Can you imagine? No, I, I certainly wouldn't want her fucking teaching my kids. Can you imagine, though, what her position would be if somebody went after her? She would either, she'd be in one of two positions. Oh, why are you attacking me? I'm just a, you know, a, a college macrame teacher. Oh, she sounds really arrogant. So yeah, I'm just I'm making together. fun of her yeah. position. But she might, she might, I know, listen, I know nobody teaches macrame at college. Um, well, at least not as a major. Uh, lesbian dance theory. Yes, lesbian dance theory. Thank you, Ben Shapiro. But... You know, she's either going to have that reaction or she's going to go over the top and be like, you know, my matriarchy or whatever. I mean, I, she's going to be that kind of... Well, you know what she did. What? Um, she, like, started getting really bold and she put out something she said was her phone number saying, "Come, you know, come at me. Here's my phone number. Well, it was actually the, the number for a suicide prevention or something hotline or a mental health hotline. And people called it and they jammed up the number. So... I mean, if she's going to get any kind of trouble. So she killed people. Well, she she literally killed yeah. people. But that, and that legitimately is something that you should get the, the print or the, um, the dean of the, of the college should call her out for that. And she should get maybe some criminal charges for something like that just because it's so shitty. But for just being a, just being a cunt. Yeah. I, I don't know care. if you could, I don't know if you could file criminally against her, but. Should I bleep that? <laughs> <laughs> that's up to you man let a ride I have two lesbian jokes okay um what do you call what do you call two women in a canoe fur traders okay boo <laughs> yeah it's bad what's the difference between lesbians and triscuits I don't know a triscuit is a snack cracker <laughs> okay yeah that one's better I like that one yeah it takes a minute so, now, you know, someone will be offended and they'll try and find out why we hate lesbians. <laughs> but again, like I started this whole thing, I, I don't get the, I don't get the whole idea of we're all about peace and love and togetherness and all this stuff and people should accept each other, but I'm something, so fuck off. Um, I th- If someone's going to treat you poorly because of it, you know, okay, I get that. But that goes back to that whole thing we kind of talked about before, that because 
some white people are racist, all white people are racist. Yeah. Which is really actually the definition of racism. You know, it's like well, or, or some some black people are prison inmates. Therefore, all black people are criminals. I mean, it's just it's stupid stuff like that. And uh, I mean, if you want to wear a shirt that says you're trans, or you want to wear a shirt that says you're, you know, progressive or whatever, cool. But why say fuck you on it? Why? What are you hoping to do? It's certainly not have any sort of discussion. You know. So what's the point? point of insane I, I think a part of it might be trying to goad somebody into giving them that confrontation that they that they want because because they like there's value in being persecuted nowadays amongst the progressives there's value to that and just by being a pr- protective class you're you've got that kind of persecution point but to have somebody act to have a story or to have an incident you can point out and say hey this happened now look how persecuted I am. I think they might be itching for that because there's a lot of that, you know, the hoax hate where, like with the Muslims, with the with the girls that have the hijabs and say, this man came up with his scissors and cut my hijab off my head and said, go home, Muslim. Yeah. Well, it was bullshit. She made it up. But it's because because they keep saying all the, these incidents happen, but they don't. And, and it, would up the, it would up the sympathy if they could prove that this kind of stuff happened. Yeah. And I think that might be part of it. It's like, well... I'm kind of trying to instigate it. Trying, I'm pointing out, look, someone out there sees this and they're going to get triggered. And their word, not mine. Triggered. And they're going to come at me with such vitriol. I'm going to pull out my cell phone and I'm going to record it and I'm going to post it. And everybody's going to see how persecuted I am. Yeah. That's how I think that's like, I don't think it's like a conscious maybe thought, but I think that's part of the, the, the thought process, like the subconscious even thought process of what's going on with something like that. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, you see these things like when uh, Black Lives Matter will block a highway, right? I I understand their argument. I don't buy it for a second about that whole, we have to make people uncomfortable to get our point across. You know, we got to block a highway so people are late to the airport and all that. Yeah. Maybe. But you also run the risk of people who would be inclined to agree with you or maybe even at least listen to you with the with the intention of maybe being persuaded. And all you did was just pissed them off. Well, there was this beautiful video I saw where they did just that. And it was in the morning before work time on a freeway. And a black guy, um, you know, not wearing a business suit. He was probably, you know, working a, I don't know what kind of job, but it wasn't like a, a white collar job, got out of his car. And he was like, what are you doing? I got a job to get to. You're going to get me fired. And it was so it was. It made them look so fucking bad, and it, and it, there's no way anybody watching that clip would take their side in that situation. They would see this black guy and they go, "Yeah, you guys are assholes," you know. Yeah. So good job, fucktards. Yeah, but I, but so, you, if that's so, you ask people like that. <clears throat> excuse me. Why did you go about it that way? And they said, "We have to make people uncomfortable," and you say. That's not going to foster any discussion. Say, fuck you. I don't want to foster discussion. Okay, then how's anything ever going to change? How well, are you going to convince people that don't agree I with think, you? I think they don't They don't care about convincing so much as um, they're banking on the fact that nobody wants to be in that situation. That that either either having to deal with missing missing a plane or missing work or or that 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 they'll just say, well, give them what they want. Just give them what they want and just 
so we can go about our day without dealing with them. Do you think anybody really does that, though? No, but that's what they think is going to happen. That's what they want to happen. See, I think of it's more of a... I, it's more of a sort of militant idea that just says we're going to take what we want. And I don't, I don't think that that gets there either. I just think they, they, they want, they, it's, it's attention A for their cause, bad or good, doesn't matter to them. And B, they think people want their, want to live their life without being hassled. And if you hassle them enough, they'll go, fine, fuck, leave me alone. What do you want? Yeah. You know, it's like that guy that comes up begging for change every day. If he's really aggressive, it's like, do you just throw the change at him and walk away? Or do you you have to deal with him walking next to you for two blocks, just in your ear, breathing nasty, whatever, you know, germs in your ear, because we were talking about the stinky uh, stuff. You really, don't, you really don't like street people, do you? I do not. What do you, what do you, why are you so hateful? I'm very hateful. But the, so, so do you deal with them that way? Or, Maybe they're or, not a sports or Their persistence in being assholes might win out because you finally go, I don't want to fucking deal with it. Here, throw change at him. I'm done. It's a quarter. I don't care. So you're demeaning them by throwing your change at them. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get you going. It's just not working. No. So I wanted to say I hate your shirt, but it's got a rooster on it. So it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a fan shirt. Yeah. See, I got fans already. <laughs> I'm a fanboy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I deserve fans. So well, I've got one other thing I want to talk about. All right. Here. Let's have it. Do you know what the difference is between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea? Um, I... I know what they look like. Well, I don't want to have a garbanzo bean in my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> By the way, did I tell you I met Shirley Manson? <laughs> Call back. <laughs> yeah. Oh. She's a talented, disgusting human being. <laughs> Very talented. So that was it. She's, that was your she's still my good mood, mood music. I like, yeah, she is. I like putting that on garbage on in the background when I'm getting it on all by myself. One day. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, you know what you want. <laughs> I, need, I need the mood, mood music, and the mood lighting. Yeah, well, and you never have a hard time convincing you that you, <laughs> what you want. No, I. This I just I, I don't know. I get so frustrated with this whole fucking thing about. Yeah, we'll probably people can't have... be civil. I hate. You know, let's just let's be civil until people act like they don't want to be civil. We'll probably have more a longer, more in depth discussions about identity politics in the future, and if there's anything anybody wants to, you know, have us specifically talk about, they can get a hold of us. It's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast dot com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast dot com. I mean, it is a big subject. There's a lot to say. Um, there's all kinds of like identitarian movements out there right now. There's all kinds of, um, balkanization happening and it'd be nice to figure out, well, is that the path we're on right now in this country? Is it just going to be, um, everybody's got their own thing and they're all, uh, um, separated and, and that's how it's going to be. Or is there a way we can get back to that idea of the melting pot? Who knows? I don't know. I'm not hopeful. Balkanization. Isn't that what they do to your tires? Uh, oh, that's, that's vulcanization. Vulcanized yeah. rubber. Isn't that what? Uh, I, I can't do that. I'm not good at that. I was going to say something about Star Trek. But well, you had to. That's Spock, I, Star I Trek. Yeah, yeah. Spock and Star Trek. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Live long and prosper. That's vulcanization. Here we go. Yeah. Somehow. 
you know, you and I have had this conversation many times. I mean, you're you're not hopeful, and I am. I mean, you're you're along the lines of we're Rome at an accelerated pace. I, I don't know. I don't know if I think that's hence the name of the podcast. Yeah, well, sort of. We we view that differently. But <laughs> I still believe. I still believe in. You know, I'm optimistic about people in general, and I'm optimistic about you know capitalism because I think capitalism works and. You know, if you don't, then you're fucking stupid. Yeah, but the the problem with capitalism is that it's it's it gets um, taken over. It becomes crony capitalism. Government once government gets too involved, it's it, you can't go back. But I hate that. That's crony capitalism is not a thing. That's just not capitalism. You can't say you can't say oh well, that's crony capitalism. No, it's it's something well, else. But what I'm saying is, yeah, capitalism is great, and then you'll have. More and more encroachment, government encroachment, more socialism. It's like a disease just spreading, right? And, until it's unrecognizable anymore, until the host is no longer recognizable and dies. Yeah, I just think, and that. that's where I think we're at. I think, you, I think we're past the point of whatever drug that would would, would beat it back, or whatever radiation treatment would 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 beat it back. I think, I think it's it's winning. Yeah, well, you know, you're gonna so. die alone and unhappy, so. <laughs> I'm going to die with a lot of people around me and unhappy, but oh, uh, I'm well. I'm going to what was that? Oh, damn it! I wish I remember. I'm going to die peacefully in my sleep. It's just everybody else in the car is going to be <laughs> <Yeah>. screaming, <laughs> unlike everybody else in the car. Yeah. Hey, there was one other thing I want to throw in quick that cannot be good. I saw this uh, news story the other day that scientists have accidentally in created, and I can't pretend to know the difference. It's an enzyme or a bacteria or a, a not a virus, but something along those lines. That eats plastic. Hmm. Have you seen that? No. And they're again, they accidentally created it. They were trying to make something else, which I can't remember right offhand. But they created a a thing that eats plastic, and they're like, "Well, this will be a good thing because it eats all the plastic." And I'm thinking, yeah, because those things never go badly. Isn't that like every horror movie? Yeah, uh, unintended consequences of that are. Or, yeah, you can make a great horror movie about that or end of the world story about that because we rely so much on plastic. If this got out of control and just destroyed everything plastic, yeah, oh my god, we'd be, it'd be back to the dark ages. <laughs> well, the guys here in the local radio station who, uh, who mentioned it were saying, yeah, until it decides instead of cold, hard plastic, it likes warm, soft human oh, flesh. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you know, it turns, just... can you imagine it turns into like the blob? You know, oh. and it's just this one big, large thing that yeah, that eats everything. That would be bad, but it is bad enough that if if in today's day and age, if plastic just was, if it all broke down, yeah, uh, we we couldn't. Fu- everything has plastic. Yeah, <laughs> if we couldn't function. Well, I mean, so. look at all of the, you know, solar power and and uh, wind power. I mean, God, there's so much plastic in that. It all just yeah, cars that fall apart. Oh, yeah. Don't we be driving Teslas anymore? <laughs> well, wait, are Teslas plastic? I don't know. Part of them. I thought they were. No, I suppose they're not aluminum. Aluminum is going to be too heavy. No. Well, the frame, almost every new car frame is plastic. All I know is they're sort. fucking expensive. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, if, it, if it's one of these things that you sort of think about it and go, well, you know, if it sort of slowly aided, it would be good. You know, you look at like these, uh, I think Indonesia just has these, maybe I'm getting it mixed up with Thailand or one of those countries in the South Pacific, but they just have piles and piles, as far as you can see, of plastic in their... in their uh, Landfills? Yeah, landfills. 
and you think, hey, if something could get in there and sort of slowly eat this yep. stuff. Um, and I'm thinking, yeah, but cows eating grass farting is supposed I was just to be say, a greenhouse wait, gas. Yeah, what's, what's the chemical reaction going to produce? Yeah, when there that has to be something. I mean, it doesn't just make it's like the clean coal thing. Like, we can, you can't, it's not possible to have clean coal. You're still going to have emissions. But so there's got to be some emission from this. But if it slowly eats it, will it keep up fast enough? And if it doesn't slowly eat it, isn't that just really damn scary? You know, yeah. like if it eats it, like rust eats it, does it eat, eats metal? Does it even help? Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, I would like to see some of the plastic in the landfills break down. and But then, yeah, what's the waste product? I mean, there's weight. There's always waste. Yeah. Product. What is it? Is it uh, rainbows and unicorn farts? <laughs> then it'd be awesome. Yeah, sure. Well, I remember seeing a thing. Um, it was a science fiction kind of thing, but they. I remember seeing another thing. It said this stuff actually kind of exists in military rope. They use it's got a catalyst stick at the end of it that you can use that disintegrates the whole thing. Huh. So Yeah, know. I never thought of that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, if it eats it like that, cool, except that eats it really damn fast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. But uh it is it is kind of scary. What happens if you get the if you get the plastic virus on you that suddenly goes, mm, you know, plastic, not so good. Uh people, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I would never have I, I don't think I would have jumped to that. Um, conclusion. I was too worried about the actual, you know, just just the plastic getting destroyed. How bad that would be. Now, to jumping jumping to people, the flesh. Yeah, <laughs> that I don't. I don't want to even think about that. What do you got? We got the plastic virus. Oh, <laughs> the plastic plague. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not good. All right. Well, uh, we'll end on the uh, dystopian uh, uh, nightmare of everybody no, dying. I, I call it a prepper fantasy, not a nightmare. <laughs> well, yeah, but all your guns are. Plastic, too, aren't they? Parts of them, yeah. Yeah, lots of parts oh, of them. Oh, wait a minute. No, I got an AK-47. That'll last. That'll make it. That'll make it through. You have a semi-automatic weapon? Uh, did I say that? No, you know what? I actually, you know what? I took it with me boating, and I dropped it in the water. I forgot. I forgot about that. I haven't seen it in years. <laughs> well, because you don't swim there anymore. Yeah, I don't have any guns. I lost them all. Yeah, you don't have, like, a bunch of stuff buried in the concrete in your garage, do nope. you? Nope. No. All lost. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, until next time, I am Rooster, this is Crow, and uh, thanks for listening. If you want to catch us, we're on, where are we? Oh, uh, you can get us on, on any um, aggregate that for podcasts, so um, iTunes, um, any, uh, sound, uh, any SoundCloud is another one, so anywhere you can get a podcast, you can hear us. Um, so listen, you, like it, hate it, rate it, do whatever. Yeah, if you want to get a hold of us again, it's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com and crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. Hate mail to rooster, love mail to crow. Yeah, exactly. All right, catch you next time. See you, bye. bye.